Wow, that's so beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> uh, that was Sandra Cross with Is There a Message? So beautiful. Mm. You know, I just want you to know, no matter how hard it is, the Lord is there. And he has got a message for you. And he loves you so very much. Everything in your life is planned. The Lord has a plan for you. Your name is permanently engraved into the palms of his hand. And no man can pluck you out of his hand. You know what this means? It doesn't matter how much someone hates you or goes around spreading rumors. The Lord is unchangeable and his love is unchangeable. And he's always there and he loves you so much. <laughs> and I love you too. Okay, so it's Aisha here today. It's God FM and we're doing a sermon called I Don't Want to Be Here Anymore. <laughs> and that's how I've been feeling. I know it's also how my daughter's been feeling and a couple of my very close friends also. It's not that we want to kill ourselves, it's just we don't want to be here. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's tricky. Uh, today is the 22nd, I think, uh, or is it the 23rd of April 2023? And um, the reason I'm doing this sermon is, as I say, not just myself, but lots of people I'm coming across getting to the breaking point where it's very hard to know which way to go and how to remain focused, motivated, full of love, compassion. Uh, it's very hard to concentrate on your family and the loved ones around you when the world is going crazy and it's perverted and twisted and upside down and it back to front. The truth has become lies. And lies has become truth. If you wish to find God FM, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome, Apple, BitChute. We're also on Rumble now for all our videos. And uh, you can find us on God FM Media on Telegram for all our videos as well. God FM News as well on Telegram. Telegram, God FM Bible School, God FM Sermons, and God's Home School as well. If you want to email me, please do admin at godfm.org.uk. Um, so I've got a few things that I'm going to cover that I have been brought by the Lord to me today. Uh, some people are feeling suicidal. Okay. And what I want you to know is when you reach this point uh, where you just, you know, you're at wit's end, I want you to know this absolutely no reason for you to feel this way. The only reason you feel like this is because you have not handed it over to the Lord. So uh, this, there is a really simple solution and that is surrender. Stop trying to be in control of something that you're not in control of because the Lord is in control, but also I've been saying to people recently that the Lord has to shut some doors, yes, uh, to open new doors. 
Um, you know, he's like a giant traffic controller up there and he is able to see everything that's going on. So, you know, I, I've heard so many stories where people have forgotten their wallet um, and they've rushed back home to go and get their wallet only to find that because they were delayed, they were saved from a huge pileup in which they could have died, you know? Um, so everything always happens for a reason. Even the bad things, you know, uh, you can look back. I often look back in my life and I think, ah, oh, that was horrendous. What helps me is that I can help others, but I can also navigate through the other difficulties which I'm facing. So uh, as I'm going through things, I can go, oh yes, I can get through that because I've managed to get through the previous things. And in this way, I've got something to gauge with. It's like, how would you know uh, what chocolate cake tastes like unless you taste it. How would you like to know what strawberry cake tastes like unless you taste that? Um, and how would you know you prefer chocolate cake to strawberry cake unless you've tried them both? You see, this is how I look at life and uh, with life as it is, how would you know that you hate evil and totally reject evil um, unless you've experienced true evil? Um, and then you seek righteousness, the glory of God, the peace, the sanctuary. Because we mustn't trust in man and we mustn't lean on our own understanding. <laughs> but how would you know you can trust the Lord unless you've been through your trials and through each trial you've come to know that you can trust the Lord. So in this way, it builds you muscly, you know, like muscles inside you of strength. And also you become more confident. You see, your faith gets stronger uh, the more you go through these things. And also to remember, guys, when uh, David was going through some horrendous trials, he would always get really close with the Lord. And a lot of the Psalms are written by David. And in those Psalms, you can see his anguish and total dismay, hopelessness, but he puts all his trust in the Lord. He knows that he can't do anything, only the Lord can do something. So in this way, um, you know, it's important to keep an eye on what's real and what's important, because if you get distracted with the, this world, then you can't really concentrate on your relationship with the Lord. But also, as I've said before, if the Lord is trying to get your attention and you're at a party and there's lots of people there, sometimes the Lord will make it so that all the people have to leave and then you can concentrate on the Lord. And in this way, you know, you need to concentrate fully on the Lord, not on all the everydays. Now, the other thing to remember is that this residence here is only temporary. So in this way, 
when we know that our treasures are in heaven and they're not here on earth. That also helps us. So don't put all your trust and energy into this world because this is a spiritual journey and the fight we're fighting is a spiritual fight as well. <sighs> so I just had to move. It's getting a bit noisy. Right. My... Um, <laughs> My, my understanding of things is quite intense, okay, because I've had a very tough life. Yeah, I'm not here for a pity party. Um, and that's another thing. If you're having a hard time, be careful you don't get dragged into the pity parties where you feel sorry for yourself, because that's a way in for the enemy. Um, the way I overcome that is I look at all the wonderful things that I have in my life and compare myself to those who have nothing. And I also find by trying to help others, this also gives me some new joy and peace inside me. Um, because sometimes, you know, we feel out of control uh, in this way, you know, with everything happening. Um, and I've had it where I've, you know, literally not wanted to be here um, I've really been tested, you know, to the point where I've just thought it's just not worth being here. I just don't want to be here. Um, but I can promise you, just just before it all comes right, those are the feelings I go through. And then you can count on it. Just after that, everything comes right, you know. And it's it doesn't matter how big the miracle is that you need. The Lord is able to provide this miracle. And, I mean, you know, I was hacked, gang-stalked, I was targeted. Uh, it went on for a long time. Uh, I only was made aware of it, you know, about six to nine months before it, you know, was stopped. And the Lord stopped it. I don't know anyone who's overcome that. But what I've realized also is that in that, I found out it was spiritual with AI. <laughs> and so it's very similar to what everyone else is going through. We're, tomorrow, I don't know if you're aware, but in the UK anyway, there's an announcement where we all have to answer some message. Yeah. And this is all about the AI takeover as well. Um, and it's not to protect you and whatever. It's literally so they can have full control of everything you're doing. Um, it, this is the beast system that's being introduced and uh, the new world order, the beast is in charge at the moment. So we're, we're in the revelation, we're in the final days. So, and we are told that um, th those who call on the Lord, the Lord will be there, okay? So uh, to be here at this time, the Lord has put you here for a reason. I can promise you this. Um, and when you realize that God's in control of everything, then you just surrender everything over. Um, you know, I don't know when uh, how to explain this, but when you realize that God's in control and that this earth doesn't matter, this physical world doesn't matter, 
then it really it, it puts a different stance on things and you start to think about well, I don't really care what happens here anymore um I really care more about just getting through it and getting to the end of it so you know I mean it's the the chocolate cake and strawberry cake thing again mm-hmm. um so yeah my next heading is a testing of our faith and in James 1 colon 2 to 4 it says testing of your faith count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing my next heading is rejected <laughs> the remnant of israel um i ask then did god reject this people by no means i am an israelite myself a descendant of abraham from the tribe of benjamin god did not reject his people whom he foreknew don't you know what scripture says in the passage about elijah how he appealed to god against israel lord they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars i am the re- reserved for myself 7000 who have not bowed down the knee to Baal. Oh, yes, beg your pardon. <laughs> uh, let me read this again. Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I'm the only one left, and they are trying to kill me. And what was God's answer to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed down the knee to Baal. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace and by the Lord, and this has to be understood that the Lord has this remnant and he will show off not for us our sakes but for his own sakes yes what then well the people of Israel have sought the Lord yeah because they trust in the Lord and we need to trust in the Lord now yeah at this time he gave them a spirit of stupor they they have eyes that could not see ears they could not hear and this goes on until now that's why people who believe lies um, are in the darkness they cannot see because this is all the realm of the dead they're dead they can't see it's dark and it's all connected with sin and the devil and then you've got the light which is the truth and the light and the life which is the Jesus Christ and the word in heaven and the written form and also manifest in the flesh and Jesus comes alive inside us yeah why is this so important yeah, I believe that the Bible is written in this way so that you can go through and compare all of the stories and there's so many in there gives you an illustration of the miracles that God performs against our enemies you see we also got to remember that our enemies are also God's enemies and we betrayed the Lord because we followed different gods 
And so this is the judgments of the Lord now upon us so that he can test you and so that you surrender and come to the Lord. You see, before we couldn't do this because we had to go to a priest or to a church building. Now we can have a one-to-one relationship with Jesus Christ and we can go direct to him without having to speak to any third parties and get permission, yeah? And so this is important because in these final days, we will have supreme authority and power over the demonic and the evil forces at work in the spiritual realm which you cannot see. This in itself should fill you with incredible glory, peace, joy, contentment and peace in that you know through the Lord Jesus who operates inside you, you will have victory because Jesus killed Satan. Yeah, he overcame him already. What time is doesn't really exist. This is playing out in this reality. And we know that we already have victory because Jesus died on the cross. This meant that we were given a whole new covenant, a covenant of life. This can only be activated through the will of God, through the death of his son, his one begotten son. Who is God in the flesh? Just like an ocean with a glass of water. Yes, that glass of water is still the ocean. And Jesus came and fulfilled the will so that the will can be executed and we can be granted our place in the book of life along with our inheritance, our allotted deeds are allocated against our deeds of our inheritance. See, this also should fill you with peace and joy because this new covenant that we have means there's no restraint. There's no chains of death or bondage around us anymore. And Jesus, he says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. And he also says, greater works will you do than I. So what's it about? It's about believing. It's about trusting. It's about having faith. You've got to know that God is in control. And he put you here for a reason. Yeah? I really believe this. Don't ever doubt it, okay? Don't ever listen to people telling you that you're not worth it or anything else. Just listen to me. When I tell you that God has put you for a reason, here, right now, you're listening to me today for this reason. Because God loves you. And no matter what happens to you, God will be with you. Some of us may die, yes. But what is the point in fighting to stay here? Yes, for a corrupt, wicked world. We can only pray that other people come to the Lord Jesus and that they will find the light also because they are also down, but a lot of people haven't got Jesus or God. Yeah, because they don't believe in God. So through your trials and your tests, you can go to the Lord, you can pray to the Lord, 
and demonstrate your faith and confidence by giving praise to the Lord. You know, when uh, when you're up against it in the corner, when you're going through these trials, you know, the, the most powerful thing you can do is give praise to the Lord and pray and sing and say, thank you, Lord, for everything. I trust you. But also, if you pray, I want you to try and imagine seeing the solution in your mind before you finish your prayer. As you're praying it, let it play out in your mind, the solution, and see it as already happens. This also will help you. You know, I've written lots of notes here, <laughs> and I have, I've just felt that the Lord was just speaking then. So amazing. And uh, so none of that was written down. It was very powerful, very powerful indeed. And... Um, you know, I've got people around and they, they want to pack their stuff and go, you know, live in a van and delete them and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, you need a base. For now, you need a base. When the time comes, because a lot of people are like, what shall we do? What are we meant to do? When the time comes, we'll know what to do. I promise the Lord is in control. You know, some people said, oh, you need to get prepared, get ready. There's a lot of preppers, yes. <laughs> and they have lots of prepping meetings, don't they? This is also not on my notes, but I assume God wants to talk about it. And so um, they go to all these prepping meetings. And a lot of them as well don't believe in God. It's so very interesting. And what they do is a lot of drinking and a lot of chatting. And they made a lot of new friends. Um but they're not really prepared because Jesus said, be ready, be ready. So what does this mean to be ready? Well, the only way you'll be ready is through practice makes perfect through the trials of your life. Yes, I believe. Now, those of you who are in your families where the families have broken apart and you've been rejected by the family, I'd like to welcome you to my world and in this you will find strength because as things happen like this the more you will cling to God and the more you will trust God and not man there are people who say oh you need to go to church and to lead them and all the rest and there's all these people there and you know we need to be together well I don't believe that because I believe the church is obsolete I believe the church of God is all around, all over the world. We're all able to have a relationship with the Lord at a one-to-one -one level. Uh, everything has changed. What is tithing then? Well, tithing was an old thing that we did, um, but it's different now. So, you know, if you want to help people who are poor, you can give to the church, yes, if you want. But it's better if you did things at a one-to-one -one level, I think, also now. Especially now, uh, if you see people struggling, so try and help them. You know, just even when it doesn't cost anything to help people across the road. You know, if you see someone crying, ask them if they're okay, you know. There's a lot of very weird things going on in the world. 
And the only strength and comfort we can get is through some form of normality. And the only way you'll get this is through Jesus Christ. The other thing that I found depressing is that all the stuff that is on Telegram, TikTok, all these channels. Yes, because uh, it makes you get upset. Um, so be strong first in the Lord before you go off exploring. If you are feeling down when you're watching these videos, it's sometimes a good idea to switch off the phone and to get your Bible out and just start reading. Now, I have a friend who was having some terrible problems and they were around chatting to me and I was showing them an old Bible I have and they were filled with anxiety about all sorts of things going on in their life and I could sense it and I said oh I can really feel this anxiety you know and so we were looking at the Bible and then I said you know I think I can see you feel much better you look much lighter in your face much more at peace and they said yes yes I feel much better much better now so you know people forget how powerful God is and how powerful his word is after I got hacked I put scripture everywhere around the house I play TBN which is a Christian TV channel on my TVs and I leave it on all day and all night. <laughs> I believe this protects me because it means the word of God is being spoken and it's also written all over. Uh, my friend uh, in America, she was having a very bad time. So she got some scripture and she put it in her window. It was Isaiah no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I think it's 54, 17, I can't remember now. But anyway, she wrote it and put it on the window of her car. That next day, when she went out, she had a car crash. And uh, this car didn't go through her, uh, her body. Um, and it didn't destroy the car. Well, it was a write-off, but... She was, she was fine, not to scratch on her. And, you know, you could see that it really couldn't go through the scripture in the window. It's kind of, there was dents and things all around it. But, you know, it's very interesting having scripture. The other thing is to try and get yourself a little Bible. Yeah, and maybe write out some scripture. You can laminate it yourself. With sellotape on both sides. Yes, sellotape on one side, sellotape on the other. You can colour something in as well. Write out a psalm, write out Psalm 23, Psalm 91. Maybe you and your children could do it if you've got children or grandchildren. And colour it in. <laughs> I had uh, a guest visiting and um, anyway, uh, this person has a little boy and he was very bored. So I had this little snow dome, which I had purchased at a charity shop for 50 pence. And so I said to him, would you like to help me make something to go in the snow dome? Can't you get it and make it and give it to the homeless? And 
He said, oh, I'd love to. So anyway, he's 11 years old. Anyway, I made up some scripture and it had C in the background. And uh, anyway, he colored it all in. Beautiful it was. And then I cut it out and put it in the snow dome and he helped me with it. And then I said, there you go, that's for you. <laughs> and, uh, and he was very pleased with it. Yeah, because the youngsters are also struggling with this. Yes, yes, they are. Another thing that will help you with your depression is playing a bit of cards. Yes. So rummy, patience, um, playing cards, just to take your mind off the hustle and bustle of what's going on in the world. Um, if you're feeling also down, what I found really helps me is to get the audio Bible and to play the audio Bible when you're in the bath and just sit and listen to the Word of God being spoken. So today, when I was in the bath, I decided I would listen to Jude. And so I had a little listen to Jude and it was very, very moving. Um, and I, was it Hebrews as well? Yes. So a bit of Hebrews too. And so every day I try and do a bit of audio Bible. And for me, I think that bath time is a very intimate time for me and it's a private affair. And uh, so, you know, when I have this time, I share it with the Lord and I really enjoy that. I feel very close because I'm in the water and um, in this way, I feel connected to the Lord. Um, I find that the Lord talks to me in lots of different ways. And if you're so consumed with the everyday hustle bustle of life, sometimes you can't hear the messages. So uh, always start your day every day with some scripture, get the Bible out, just one or two passages. I like the daily light. I don't read it every day, but I have got it for us today because I think it will help us. You know, those of us who are struggling. Um, the other thing you can try and do is to switch off your phone at home. And because I think there is a war at the moment between reality and non-reality. And so what the Lord has shown me is the only thing that is real is the truth. And the truth is real because it's not a lie. But a lie is a lie and uh, it, this for, therefore it is not real and it doesn't exist. So Satan is dead because he's lived backwards, yes. So in the same way, the only reality you want to be consumed with is the reality of your rock. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ who gives you this comfort, stability, peace, joy and you know I, I want to remind you about Daniel when he prayed for 21 days and he waited 21 days to hear back from the Lord and he was fasting as well and that's how long he had to wait to get a reply but it didn't mean that the Lord was not listening. The Lord hears every single prayer. He does. He watches every single little thing. And 
it's important for you to know that the Lord has got his arm around you. Yes, gracious he is, very loving. Um, his name is I am. So when I say I am going to the shop, I know that he's with me. Sometimes when I've had a hard time with things, I thought, why me? Oh, have I done something wrong? Have I upset God? And I had a friend who told me that I must have done something very bad because of what God was doing to me. And so I was very, very upset and I believed her. But maybe God had abandoned me. Mm. But my friend came down to visit me from Taunton, Julian, and he was someone I hadn't even met. And uh, But we'd come in to know each other through one of these chat facility things. And so he came all the way down and he spent the day cuddling me, telling me that the Lord would never abandon me, ever. And my faith in the Lord was renewed instantly because I needed to hear this. And so I surrendered everything to God. I said, you know, whatever it is, I need, I need to be sure that you're there. So I repented of all the most recent things I could think might have annoyed him. And I went through all the list. And I surrendered. And I said, well, Lord, I'm just going to stick with you on this because I haven't got another, another alternative I can trust. <laughs> this is when I was being hacked and gang-stalked. And it was supernatural stuff going on, yeah? And so the Lord was there. And I felt his presence. The other thing is don't go into panic mode. My dad always used to say, if in doubt, do not. So the other thing I've noticed when I'm under attack from the enemy is everything's rushed. Rush, rush, rush. Rush, 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 rush. Yeah. Uh, why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because you make mistakes when you're rushed. Mm, yes. So, the same if I'm, you know, I've got a tenant who wants a property, I run an estate agent. And if they want to a property and they want to rush, 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 I always know there's something wrong. <laughs> but I learned the hard way. So if you rush, 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 you don't check everything. You know, you're rushing, rushing. Things get missed. So don't let yourself miss the beat and remain composed. If you feel panicked, rushed, just take a deep breath. Pray to God in your head. And just imagine the Lord in the clouds radiating his light towards you, filling your cup up, filling you up. You're breathing it in. You're drinking this living water, filling yourself with the strength of the Lord, the peace of the Lord. And then take the problems out of your chest because the weight of it is normally on your chest, isn't it? So just take it out of your chest and imagine taking it and then saying, here you go, Lord. <laughs> I've got all these problems and I don't know what to do. <laughs> and hand it to him. Imagine giving him those problems. Talk about it as well. Just say, I don't know what to do. This is a problem. 
and I, I just don't know which way to turn. And whatever the solution you want, imagine it happening, but also seek that it's the Father's will. You know, uh, moving house isn't pleasant, is it? But um, quite often I've had it where I've had to move house and it's been really beautiful where I've moved to. Uh, but when you're not sure where you're going, you have a lot of anxiety and worry. And you're like, oh, I need to go and I, I don't have anywhere to go and I don't know what I'm going to do and diddly dum and all this other stuff. But the Lord always provides. I have a friend who was um, having some very hard times um, and uh, didn't have any way to stay. And so anyway, the Lord provided a beautiful property. Absolutely beautiful. Cheaper than anywhere else as well. You know, this is the way the Lord works. But you won't know that you can trust the Lord unless you hand it to him. Jesus also said he came for the sinner, but he also said, I can only heal those people who want to be healed. I can only save those who want to be saved. So what does this mean? Well, I believe what he meant is for those people who want to be saved, they really want Jesus to be real. They want Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. They believe he died on the cross for their sins. They believe that all their sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus. They believe that they are reborn in Christ and it is no longer them who speaks, but Christ inside them with the Holy Spirit. As Jesus said, I've got to go, but where I'm going, I will build many mansions for you and I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. So this Holy Spirit is also inside you, navigating your life throughout this process. Now, also, when I was saying about rushing, the reason it's not good to rush is because you forget to ask God to help you as well. So I found, because you're rushing, rushing, rushing. So, and other things get forgotten. And so this is the other thing. Youngsters are struggling also at the moment. Um, and so all we can do is surrender to the Lord and pray. Um, okay, let's see. My next heading is hated. In John 15, colon 18 to 19, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Isn't that amazing? Matthew 10, colon 22, And you will be hated for all my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. I want to point out, I was hated, really. And this is before I even came to God. Ha! Huh. And I thought, well, it can't be because I believe in God, because I didn't believe in God then. Well, I'll tell you something. <laughs> We're dealing with past, present, future. Yeah. So the enemy knows that you're going to come to God. So you were an enemy. Even before you came to God, 
because time doesn't exist as you know it. <laughs> so interesting it is. That's why you must know God's really in control of everything. 1 John 3, 13. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. Matthew 5, 10-12. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 1 John 4, 20 If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. James 4, 4 Your adulterous people do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. 1 John 2, 9 Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Luke 6, 22 Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Proverbs 10, 12 Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Hmm. Matthew 24, 9 Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. Proverbs 10.18 The one who conceals hatred has lying lips. And whoever utters slander is a fool. 1 John 3, 15 Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Next heading is division. So very interesting, isn't it? Romans 16, 17 to 18 I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you've been taught, avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites, and by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the hearts of the naive. 1 Corinthians 1, 10-13 I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no division amongst you but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Question mark, Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? So what he means here is, just remember who you are. <laughs> okay. And the other thing to know, like I was saying, you don't have to go to church and be united with people. We're all united in the spirit. So it doesn't matter that you've got nobody standing next to you. Yeah. Because you've got the Lord and we're all connected through the Holy Spirit. So that will also help you feel more at ease and at peace with everything. 
Um, and then Titus 3 colon 9 to 11, but avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dis dissensions and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. As you come to know the word and the Bible, you'll realize that love unifies us all. And it's also a conqueror. So if you're in doubt, just get your love out. Yes, love really fills you with peace. And if you're not sure what to do, just show your love to the Lord, that you appreciate what he did for you. Because before this, we were in chains to death. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Um, yeah, I think we've covered that. So sometimes I put too many bits in, really. Ah, this is good. Colossians 3, colon 12 to 15. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another and... If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Ah, just had something pop in my head, so God wants to talk about it. All right. So, some of you guys might be yoked with someone who you're not happy with. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. It's a difficult one. So, because the truth is marching around as a two-edged sword currently, exposing all the lies, if your relationship is based on something hollow and nothing substantial and you're not on the rock together, then unfortunately, uh, there's a division happening, which is a harvest. And so the Lord is dividing everything up. And the other thing that happens with this is there is a development and we're all waking up. We're all changing who we are and our personalities and everything. We're becoming new creatures as we wake up where there's different frames of minds being reached in different people. And some people are able to process it more clearly. Some are not because they're not able to process what's really going on inside their emotions and in their heads uh, spiritually. But I believe as the spirit of the Lord is poured out on all of our flesh, I believe that it's changing who you are and the, the people who have been in your house or around you are not always the same because they are at a different level or they could be on the other team. That's the other thing to consider. Uh, if they are blind, then you can only pray for them that they will wake up because sometimes it is pointless because you end up handing over all this love and affection only to have your hand bitten and so and get your feelings hurt yes and that's another way satan hurts you yes you get your family to do it if they're not full converts into the lord 
then Satan will use them. So if you're unequally yoked with someone who is not a God-fearing person, it is time to revisit everything about who you are. Yes. Because um, this is now about life and death, truth and lies, and um, it may be that, you see, the Lord's closing doors, making it so uncomfortable, uh, even with family, okay, that you have to go to the Lord about it and say, look, you know, I'm very unhappy. And the Lord will change your life around. And you will look back and be so pleased that you trusted the Lord. You see, also, you can't fight it. You can't fight the truth. You can't fight the sword. Um, and other people don't like it. Yeah, the enemies of God, the people who have not fully come to God, they hate the sword, they hate the truth, they hate the light. They'll reject you because they rejected Jesus. It's not because of you. It's because of the light inside you. And there's going to be huge division going on all over the world because the Lord is doing a harvest where he separates the wheat from the weeds and he puts the weeds on the left and he puts the wheat into the barn. So we have to also be careful about who we're yoking with. Um, if you've reached that sort of that point where it's niggle niggled, it's all getting a bit tricky, it is sometimes time to call it a day. Um, I've met in the last month uh, quite a few people who are separating from their partners. Um, these are, well, one, one I think is married, one is not. Um, because your priorities change. So what happens is God's done a big flip over. So life, as you know, it was all pretend before. Now we have to face the truth. That means you are also turned upside down because God throws everything in the air. She gives it a good shake and see what falls out. <laughs> okay. And you want to be part of the truth. So, you know, you can't cling on to the old either, you know, because that pot is being shaken and you will fall out of that pot. What you want is a soft landing and you need to get in touch with the Lord for the landing. <laughs> yeah. So that you know that the Lord's got his hand there and you are in his hands. Yeah. And the only way this happens is if you get, you, you just surrender where well, there's nothing else to lose actually. Because if you've had all your friends turn against you and your family and everything else, business, work, money, it's all going to go. Because you can't take it with you anyway. We're about to have a reset. Yes. And this reset will mean that you will own nothing and eat bugs and be happy, according to Klaus Schwab. <clears throat> this also is all under the authorship and authority of the Lord. Satan has been given control of this. Um, so, you know, how can I put it? How do you know how much something is worth, like a relationship, until you've lost it? How would you know how important God is to you unless you get up close and you need him 
See also, a lot of people who come to the Lord are those people who've had their whole lives turned upside down. And they've gone, well, no one was there for me, but God was there. (laughs) And they hand everything over to God after. They become fully committed, loyal followers of God. Their whole lives change because they went through turmoil. You see, if you've got family around you and they provide you with everything, um, what need is there for you to go to God? If you can go to mummy or daddy and say, I don't know what to do, I can't pay the rent this month. (gasps) Please help me. Hmm? I can't get a job, but (gasps) I need some money. Hmm? If you haven't got that, you're going to go to God, aren't you? You're going to go, oh, I don't know what to do, God, because I can't pay my rent and I can't pay. I've got a job and the car's broken down and it needs a new clutch and I haven't got the money. It's going to cost me 600 pounds. And, oh. mm. and then God does his miracles. Boy, does he do miracles. So... um quite a lot of people who have to still go through that process where they haven't got anyone but God and that's where this happens this is like refining so there's going to be people who came to God and uh, they went to church every week and uh, they um, they know the Lord but they don't really have a big relationship with the Lord they just believe in God See, it's not about just believing. It's about a one-to-one personal relationship. Then when the Lord arrives, he can go, yeah, I know I know who you are. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah? And you want to be one of those people. Yes. So um, no matter how hard it gets, you must know that the Lord will provide much more glorious victory than any human being will ever do. Even your parents, even your children, they may turn against you in these times. Because I've come across it with a friend of mine, his parents, so old, they don't care. You know, <laughs> they're like, oh, they've had all their injections. Um, and they're really happy. Um, and they just don't want to know what's going on because they're just too old and they don't care. It's hard for us who, those of us who have woken up because we're able to see what's happening. We're not conspiracy theorists, but we do also feel a bit crazy at times and we feel isolated and we feel lonely. Yes, that's true. But <sighs> this is where your relationship with the Lord is built. When you're at those tough moments, but also This happens so that you build your trust in the Lord and not in man, I believe. This is what I'm being shown because this is the harvest. It really is. Hmm. Amazing. A lot of this is not in my notes. (laughs) What a great uh, summary. Yes. So if you've always had people around you to help you, you know, that big family, yeah? And now you're going through the waking up process, yeah? You might only be new to God or you may may already have found the Lord. 
when you realize how evil the world is, you're like, oh no, I don't want to be here. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't want to be here, it's a good thing that you're feeling this way because you're seeking the Lord. You're praying for His return. For us all. But pray for us all because each little prayer is heard by God. So while you're crying yeah, to God and you go, Oh, I just don't know what to do. <sighs> pray for all of us as well. <laughs> don't forget that. And thank the Lord, you know, for all the little things. Yeah, silly little things like bread on the table. We were having dinner last night. It was really delicious. I just thought, thank you, Lord, for such nice food. You know, there's people who haven't got food. And so all we can do is thank the Lord and pray. The other thing is the judgment hammer is about to fall. What does that mean? Well... The way I see it, it's like you've got the bridegroom and the bride's guests at the wedding. It's a bit like that. One sits on one side, one sits on the other. Um, and at the courtrooms, you've got the, the people who sit and listen. And the people who support one side, and they support one, and they put them on that side. and dumb and the other people on the other side, yes? Well, you make sure you're on the right side. Yeah, basically. Um, how can we be ready? Practice, faith, trust, grace, peace, joy, contentment. Don't be bitter. Don't hold on to grudges. Don't feel hatred. Don't feel vengeful. Don't feel jealous. Don't feel badly done by. Don't have pity parties. If you drink, stop drinking. It'll help you have a clearer head. Um, I used to be a drinker. And uh, it was nice while I had a drink. But the next day was horrible. And also... I became very comfortable with what I was saying when I was drinking and I would say things that would hurt people. Sometimes the, the damage was so severe I could not repair it. So we need to be sober-minded. And when I got hacked, I didn't drink at all because I needed to have my scruples about me. But I, I did enjoy drinking, and I remember speaking to God about it some years ago. He said, I don't like your drinking. I said, I know. I said, but I like it. <laughs> I need a drink, I said, because I've had a hard life, and I need a drink, because this is my only peace and joy and bit of happiness I get. No one loves me, and I need my drink. Anyway, sure enough, I was trying to get rid of parasites and I was fasting and I was going to do 40 days. 
I did it for 25 days. But about uh, two weeks into the fast, I, I said to my daughter, I said, I'm never, ever going to drink again. I said, she said, really? I said, yeah. I said, I can't stand the smell of it or the thought of drinking ever again. She said, oh, it looks like God answered your, your prayers. Because I said to God, if you don't like it, do something about it. And he did. I'm a living testimony. Um, so, you know, just do your best to keep things in perspective. I don't think we've got very long. I really don't. And when the judgment hammer falls, we want to be on the right side. We, we see there's either black or white. If you sit on the fence, you're not going to be able to make it. Because he says, if you're on the fence, then you're on Satan's team. Yeah, he doesn't like it when you're not decided. He, um, he tells us that the cowards um, and the, the people who are cowards who, and, the, and the faithless are the ones that are thrown in the pit. So, if in doubt, ask the Lord to build your faith. And faith comes through trials. Um, so if you're in a trial, yeah, what you need then is for the Lord to show mercy on you and for the Lord to, to go before you, that it's his will, not your will. Because I found also, if I'm having a tough old life, um, things don't go to plan very easily when it's not the will of God. I've noticed that. If it's the will of God, it'll be tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tick-tick-tick. Everything happens really quick and it's super simple. So easy-peasy. Everyone, you know, so wonderful and helpful and so smiley. But if it's not the will of God, everyone's really frowny and happy, grudgy and nasty. And the other thing you can do, if you're struggling at work or, you know, with a big meeting, you can pray for favor in the eyes of your person that you're seeing when you pray to the Lord, that the Lord will give you favor in their eyes, yes, um, so that you have the presence of the Lord. You know, also, if you're, if you're struggling in the family, yeah, I do a make or break it prayer. Yeah, that's a good one. So what I do is I say, no, I don't know what to make of this situation. I don't know what to do here. Maybe I'm meant to leave. Maybe um, maybe I'm meant to call it a day. Um, what is it you want me to do? Can you reveal their motives and who they are inside? Can you show me so I have some idea? Um, and then the Lord will get to work on it. Um, it's like there was a pretty girl I met in Tesco the other day, very pretty little thing. And I said, you know, why are you working at Tesco? I said, you know, so beautiful. You should be a model. I said, do you want to be a model? She said, no, no. She said, I want to be a writer. I said, oh, wow, very good. Um, so at least she knew what she wanted to do. She has uh, her career. But also the thing as well, have you noticed, if you don't know what you're praying for, how can the Lord provide? So if you've got problems, another way to get rid of the problems <laughs> is to get a notebook out and write all the problems out. 
and ask the Lord questions within your notebook. And you can write all your feelings down in the book as well, what ma what's making you feel in certain ways, and then take it to the Lord and say, look, you know, can you help me? Lock your bedroom door just for the day. Close the curtains, put on some fairy lights if you've got some fairy lights. Put on some beautiful music like I've got on today and just sit and um, write out all of your questions. Have a Bible open and just feel this presence of the Lord and he'll lead you. You see also, what I found is, you know, when all the things are going on, you're so busy that you forget to talk to God. That's what I told you earlier. And that's probably why it's in the situation it's in. Yeah. So you can take it to God now and go, hey, I just can't cope. I don't know what to do. Don't want to be here anymore. Of course we don't. We don't want to be here. We want to be with the Lord. We all want to go home. This is only temporary residence. And also, what I found when I'm having a very hard time is I'll talk to someone. If I do ever confide, or when I did used to confide in people, and I don't anymore, but when I used to, I'd uh, tell them all my problems and whatever. And then they'd tell me about their problems that they had previously, and it would become a competition. Yes. Then I'd have to sit and listen to all of their previous problems or some other problems or whatever. And I didn't get a solution to my problems because it now became all about them. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So then I thought, well, I'll never ask them for help again. <laughs> so eventually, you know, when all the doors are closed, God opens the doors and then you can come to him only in the end. So uh, also family and friends, uh, Luke 21, 16, you will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Friends turning against you, while the Bible does not encourage us to abandon our friends, it is important to keep a watch so that friends won't lead us astray from the will of God. That is, friendship and families as well can have its negative effect on us uh, on various aspects of our lives. It is without a doubt that friends can lead us to sin. Uh, as with Jonadab, he persuaded Amnon to rape his half-sister Tamar uh, in Samuel 13 colon 1 to 6 behold a friend can lead us astray in regard to our faith as it was the case in Israel leading others to worship false gods in Deuteronomy 13 colon 6 to 11 note that in those days such an act in Israel was punishable by death also even if our friends do lead us astray, they can provide false comfort and bad advice, as Job's friends did, making his suffering worse and displeasing the Lord God Almighty. And you can find all of that in Job 2, go along 11 to 13. That's very relevant, isn't it? You see, if you go to someone else, um, 
if they're not well connected on the same wavelength as the Lord, they may not hear or guide you. So if you pray to God about it first, don't forget to go to God about it first, <laughs> then those people around you, the Lord can speak through those people. And and he does. Um, it's like my daughter rung me about some problems. She wanted to talk and she was asking advice. Um, oh no, I rung her. That was it. I rung her up and we were just chitter-chatting and I was saying about one thing and she said, oh, it's so very interesting that you called. She said, I was just asking the Lord to please give me the answers to these questions and you've answered them. I said, oh, it's very interesting. I said, well, how strange, it's probably the Lord speaking through me. <laughs> so I think this can happen also. Now, then we also get um, the fake Christians. Okay, yes, we know about them, don't we? Hmm. Friends can be proved to be false friends pretending uh, to have affection for us in their own egoistic motives and deserting us when our friendship no longer benefits them in some way. In Psalm 55, colon 12 to 14, Proverbs 19, colon 4 and 6 to 9. However, friendship can be broken down through gossips as well. <laughs> While showing love for everyone, we should choose our friends carefully. As Paul told us in Corinthians, bad company corrupts good character. Um, in Proverbs 1, 10 to 19, it warns us about friends and tells us how we should choose them. As Christians, we are not to associate with those who have refused to turn away from their evil ways and who entice us to join them in doing wrong, no matter how appealing their friendship seems to be. Those whose feet rush to sin should be avoided. A Christian's choice should be to follow the pathway of the righteous. So now, because we're choosing which side of the courtroom we're going to sit on, we have to decide who we're following. And this makes it important because in our movement of our feet, the Lord is able to see through our actions what we are doing and who we follow. Next heading is real friends. So what does a godly friendship look like? Well, our Lord Savior Jesus Christ gave us the true definition of a genuine friend in John 15, colon 13. Greater love has no one than this that he lay down his own life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. We can say of Jesus Christ that he is the pure example of a true friend, for he laid down his own life or his friends by doing anyone by doing so anyone can become his friend by welcoming his message keeping it believing in it 
and receiving new and everlasting life in him. In the Bible, we can find a good example of friendship between David and Saul's son, Jonathan. The Bible tells us that David and Jonathan were good friends as they watched over each other, bringing comfort and joy to where need was in their lives, despite the evil intentions that Jonathan's father, Saul, had towards David. Jonathan was always there for David as a faithful friend. And remember that King Saul was after David and on many occasions tried to kill him. So, so you get this, that's why you've got this Bible, because the more you read it, the more you relate to it. And you can go, oh yes, this so relates. I'm sure this will relate to other people, you know, in their lives. Yes. Uh, my next heading is movers and shakers. I would say that if true Christians are true Christians, they're able to uh, display it in the way they behave and conduct themselves. And in this way, we're able to determine it from a distance. Uh, next heading, Holy Spirit guides us. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Luke 3, 22. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Romans 15, 13. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is inside you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. So, there was something I wanted to say. Totally dumb. What was that? Hmm. Hopefully it'll come back to me. Uh, new covenant, new creatures. Next heading, 2 Corinthians 14 to 21. Therefore, well, this one's five. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, the next thing is about being reborn. I just want to make sure you know about this. This is John 3. Um, we all have to be reborn. It's very amazing. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come for God from God, for no one could perform the miracles, miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born again when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You, you, you hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things, question mark. I tell you the truth. We speak 
of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came, came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Second, for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside where he spent some time with them and baptized. Now John also was baptized at Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water and people were constantly coming to be baptized. This was before John was put in prison, in brackets. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, well, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. To this John replied, A man can receive only what is given from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. The joy is mine and is is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he sees, what he has seen and what he has heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The man who has accepted it has certified that God is truthful for the one whom God has sent, speaks the words of God, for God, gives the Spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in His hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on Him. So this just kept getting it. You know when people get baptized as babies, yes? So this doesn't mean they're baptized, yes? When you are a new creature, when you've handed your life to God and as an adult, you have made a proclamation to the Lord that you are following Him, you believe in His Son, you believe in the blood, you believe you've been redeemed 
and redeemed and saved from the dead, it's at this point that you decide you will get baptized as an adult. Yes. So this is important also because I believe that this is a type of seal uh, as with the Sabbath day also. So that's my belief. So think about it. If you haven't been baptized, think about getting it done, please. Um, The Holy Spirit made alive. Now, because we're operating in a spiritual realm, (coughs) this will help you to understand the Holy Spirit. So um, seeking the Lord's guidance. He says, whatever you ask, I will give it to you. So, and he means it. So, (laughs) obviously not a Ferrari, but if you're struggling with decisions and people and what to do and how to cope and diddly-dum and all that other stuff, you can say to the Lord, right, I just, I need more of your presence. Please show yourself. Please help me feel more secure, peace and enjoy and happiness, more confident, more comfortable, more at ease that I know that you're in control. Please show me that you're in control. And the Lord will totally love to show you everything. Hmm. Made alive in Christ, you can find this in Romans 5, colon 1 to 17, and Ephesians 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Ah, quickly, I need to mention this. Um, Jesus would not hang around with Satan. So, in the same way, be careful who you're hanging around with. Yes, okay. Really got to think about this. Make up your minds. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of god not by works so that no one can boast for we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do jew and gentile reconciled through christ therefore remember that formerly you who are gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, (laughs) which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you have once, you who once were far away have been brought near to the blood, by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier and dividing wall of hostility 
by setting aside in his flesh the law and its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making it peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So that in itself confirms what the spirit is about. And the spirit is at work. You've got to believe it. It's inside. And I believe it gets stronger and stronger. The more you rely on the Holy Spirit, the more you realize that the spirit is real and it is at work inside you which I think is incredible. Ah, dear, so beautiful. Mm, I just had a most beautiful smell of flowers. So pretty. You know, God's creation is just so amazing. It really is. Ah, right. So now we've got God's promise. Yes, which I want to tell you about. Which promise in the Bible do you find most precious? Is it Isaiah 41, colon 10? So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Or Jeremiah 29, colon 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and to give you a future. And though God originally gave both of these promises to Israel, he ultimately confirmed and fulfilled them in his son. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 1, 20, one of, if not the greatest promise God has given and fulfilled in Christ is the promise of a new covenant. And I've already gone through most of this with you already. Um, and let me see what I've got. Yeah, so with this you see, Jesus become our head priest. Now, we're the body. So this makes it important also because this also connects with the spirit. So we've got the temple inside us. We've got the body, yeah, and we've got Jesus who is our head priest, who is God in the flesh, yes, the sea, glass of water, yeah, and he is our mediator and he connects us all <laughs> through the Holy Spirit, yes, because he's left the helper with us. So we have... We have to have faith in that and trust in that. That gives us all the confidence we need in building ourselves up. Because in this way, the will of the Lord is fulfilled. And it's his purpose. But we have to also not fight. Oh, that was it. 
sometimes I feel like I fight the Lord, you know, when I'm not getting my way. <laughs> yes. And so the Lord wanted me to talk about that. So I was like, okay, let's talk about it. I haven't written it in my notes, but I got it earlier and it just came back to me. And I'm like, okay. So, yes, as I say, sometimes we can be uncomfortable with the things that are going on and we can end up fighting God. Yeah, because it's the will of God to change things. And so, you know, sometimes we don't want to change or we don't want to move house or whatever. And so we rebel and, you know, we fight it because we don't want it to happen. But it's so important to surrender. Then it can be the, the Lord at work in this way. Uh, also, I wanted to remind you that we have only a temporary residence on this earth. Yes. In Psalm 119, colon 19 to 26, I am a stranger and a temporary resident on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. My heart is breaking with the longing that is it has for your ordinances and judgments at all times. You rebuke the proud and arrogant and accursed ones who err and wander from your commandments. Take away from me reproach and contempt, for I keep your testimonies. Princes also sat and talked against me, but your servant mediated on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counsellors. My earthly life cleaves to the dust. Revive and stimulate me according to your word. I have declared my ways and opened my griefs to you, and you have listened to me. Teach me your statutes. Very relevant to what I was just saying. See what I mean about the Lord being on the page? Hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to be clever now. <laughs> Okay, Lord, you're on the page. I know you're the word. You're just so clever. And we're words. We're, we're part of the words because we're letters also. It's very clever, isn't it? And Jesus completed a sentence of word and died on the cross. Yes, very good. I know. And he said it was finished. Okay. So God has a plan for your life is my next heading. Yeah, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Proverbs 16, colon 9. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Psalm 32, colon 8. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. 1 Corinthians 2, colon 9. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his ways. Psalm 37, colon 23. Uh, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Proverbs 19, colon 21. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Proverbs 23, colon 18. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Psalm 139.16 The Lord of hosts has sworn, I have planned, so shall it be. And as I have purposed, 
shows, so shall it stand. Isaiah 14, colon 24. For all for we are all his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, with God prepared beforehand, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2, colon 10. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Psalm 138, colon 8. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Ephesians 1, 4 to 5. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong. For the Lord upholds his hand in Psalm 37, colon, 23 to 24. Making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ Jesus as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Ephesians 1, colon, 9 to 10. And I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, colon 6. Very good. And no burden is beyond you and your ability to get through it. Psalm 55, colon 22. Cast your burdens on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. Matthew 11, colon 28 to 30, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Remember that God is in control. Now this I really find amazing. I find it really hard to express it to you, Right, so there we have this amazing God who made everything in the whole world and he is able to uh, perform miracles. So he created everything, yeah, um, but he also wants a one-to-one personal relationship with you. And you see, that brings it all into context because this makes me think, yeah, okay, for me, I'd be happy to lose everyone in the whole world and everything because as long as I've got God, I don't need anything else. And I think that's what God's trying to make everyone realize. When you realize that the creator of everything loves you and wants a one-to-one relationship with you, Yeah, and that he cares about you, and he thinks about you. He knows all your thoughts in your mind and in your heart, all of it. He cares about you. Don't you think that's amazing? For me, I think that's blow your mind. Yeah? You know when you work for a company and you've got these big bosses at the top, 
and they don't meet you sometimes because they're so important <laughs> I, I also had it you know when I used to sell advertising I'd ring up and the receptionist would never ever want to give me the name of the owner because otherwise I'd hound them to come and buy advertising from me yeah um <laughs> And I always felt so re- like rejected, like a reject. <laughs> so yeah, um, in this way, you know, we have the Lord and he is there. It's about being on the w- right wavelength, on the same page <laughs> as the Lord, because he is the word. Yes, so amazing. See, all of these terms, uh, it's so relevant, isn't it? Uh, these little terms that we have. And there is one thing which, when I read it today, I just felt it really touched me and it was the daily light. And so every day I get the daily light and I share it on WhatsApp and I also share it on Telegram. Um, And I really recommend you get the daily light. You can buy the little daily light book and it's very good. It gives you a message every day. Um, or you can, you know, pop an email to me, admin at godfm.org.uk. Let me know your contact info and I can send you the daily light if you want every day. Okay, ready? This was for the morning. This is April the 22nd. So we are on the 22nd. Okay. If his offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own free will then he shall put it his hand on the head of the burnt offering and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him god will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering behold the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once and for all a ransom for many No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. I will love them freely. The Son of God loved me and gave himself for me. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become righteousness of God in him. He made us accepted in the beloved. Sorry, don't mean to cry. Okay, so we've also got um, uh, Leviticus 1 colon 3 to 4, Genesis 22 colon 8, John 1 colon 29, Hebrews 10 colon 10, Matthew 20 colon 28, John 10 colon 18, Hosea. 14 colon 4, Galatians 2 colon 20, 2 Corinthians 5 colon 21, Ephesians 1 colon 16. If you want to go and look at those scriptures that, that the daily light has encompassed within their daily light morning message, please do. And you'll be busy all day. You can spend all day going through the daily light message. It's beautiful, it is. And then the evening... Great is your mercy toward me, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol, which is hell. Fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. 
Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I, even I, am the Lord. And besides me, there is no Savior. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him, for the redemption of their souls is costly. I have found a ransom, God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together in Christ, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And I just feel so very amazing because when I put the sermon together, I didn't realize the impact uh, that would have on me. I glanced over it thought, you know, I'm going to just close with that. Felt the Lord was wanting me to do this. And what I found is this daily light today is so very, very relevant to my sermon about the fleshly life or the spiritual and and the choices we have to make. So please remember that Jesus came to save those who want to be saved. Sometimes what I've been shown is you meet some people and they just don't want to know. So the way God illustrated it to me is if I had, you know, if I was going around the town and I had a little donkey and it was nearly dead, I probably wouldn't go around the town dragging the dead, nearly dead donkey, yeah? I'd take the donkey home and then I'd go on with my journey. Yeah, or I'd get rid of the donkey. Dead donkeys are not welcome. Okay, <clears throat> so get rid of dead weight that is not giving you things. Also, here's a very good one like in any relationship that you have with your life, do a checklist. Are you feeling happy in the relationship? Tick. Do you feel filled with joy when you meet them? tick do they criticize and make you feel worthless tick why do you hang around with them good question you know these are the things sometimes to get the right answer confucius he say ask the right question to get the right answer if you're feeling depressed you can say to god what is making me depressed what is it if you can't sometimes identify, I find that you sometimes just end up in a bit of a doldrum. Um, or it can be a set of circumstances and people around you that make you feel um, like you're not getting the best out of yourself. That uh, sometimes they can cage you in as well. And you can be sort of, it's like a whirlwind where you get swept away <laughs> off your course. And you haven't got control of your life because it's not your life anymore. It's other people's lives. Don't ever let yourself get in that situation. I can tell you if, if things are unpleasant, yeah, 
It's often because you've changed direction, you found the Lord, and you're on your road, yeah? But the other people are trying to stop you from going off on your road because they don't understand, and they will reject you. But they will also pull you down. So they don't. then you will feel not worthy or that you're imagining it or, you know, because it's all about faith, isn't it? Hot coals, hot coals together, lots of hot coals. And the only way you get that is by uh, lots and lots of uh, trials. Because I don't go to church, yeah? I don't go to church, I just do these sermons. I'm just a child of God like you, I'm nobody special, all right? Uh, I've just had a really tough old life and um, I don't need to go to, to other people to get um, confidence in God. I just go to God. I do watch lots and lots of wonderful uh, ministry services and I listen to the Bible as much as possible because I really believe there's no point going to a second, third party to try and find the truth when I can find the truth in the Word if I read it. Um, so we've we've all got to show ourselves worthy. So that's another thing. Don't trust in man and their opinions or their versions of events or what they speculate about the Bible. Get a Bible and try and read it or listen to the Bible. You can learn the Bible in a year. Um, you can buy a book that teaches you the whole Bible in a year. I totally recommend it. Just a few pages every day. Um, I think the Bible something like 700 and something pages. Got 356 days in a year. So it's about two pages each day. Yes? Um, if in doubt, just start from Genesis yourself. Put on uh, scripture all the time. Really recommend it. Because what happens as well, if you go to bed and you're feeling anxious, you can do it anytime. Um, just put on um, the Bible. Let it play in the background as you go to sleep. Um, that also helps as well. And what you think, oh, I, I won't remember any of it. There's no point. But I tell you, it goes in the head. I believe the Word of God, if you read it, goes through your eyes in your pineal and then it changes your DNA and it activates it. And I believe it activates the pineal gland. And because we only use a teeny weeny part of our brain, I believe that it activates that and makes your brain even bigger. So I believe the Word of God is all part of our genes, as in Genesis, genes, <laughs> revelation is the end, so you start with genes and then you get to the, the revelation, as in the revelation, the unveiling, which happens before the altar of the Lord, either as a bride or um, when you go before the Lord to pray. It all is connected, it really is. I want you to know nothing can be that bad. Okay? Hopefully this uh, sermon will fill you with lots of peace and joy and happiness. I want you to know that every time someone comes to Christ, all the angels are singing. The Lord is very happy. And He smiles. He watches. He's counted all your hairs on your head. He knows what you need. He knows what you're thinking. But he needs you to come to him and surrender it 
to him so that he can take over and let him show off. That's why you got to sing praises as well. You got to sing the praises as you're praying that and you see it happening and you imagine it. Yeah, it's totally wow. It really is. And with that, I think I've come to the end of my sermon. So, that is the end of that sermon. I don't want to be here. It's Aisha Hart from God FM. And it's the 22nd of April, 2023. Let's close with the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know you are the son of God. I know that I'm a sinner and I beg forgiveness for my sins. I wish to follow you. I'm washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name of Jesus Christ. And if my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons, the Masons, or any tarot readers, or Ouija boards, or pagan festivals, I ask that you release me now and my family from any generational curses and break those chains in the name of Jesus right now. I ask that you completely redeem me and my family, past, present, and future. I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray also, Lord, that you will give me the wisdom and the ability to navigate, the knowledge to navigate this world and to be pleasing in your eyes and not be an embarrassment. I can show in the light of Jesus and others may also know Christ and that I won't be tempted to sin. Please provide sufficient funds that I won't be tempted to sin, but I'll trust in you only and I won't be an embarrassment. That may be glorious and pleasing in your eyes. I really like that, please, Father. And please also look out for our children. Be with them. Give them strength in these strange times. And our pets. Remove all illness. And as I say, provide all the necessary resources, jobs, money, accommodation, food. We trust you, Father, because we know you, lo- you love us so very much. That's why Jesus came here and died on the cross to set us all free from this sin and death and darkness. Because it is a war between reality and non-reality, truth and not truth, lies, And so we have victory in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for loving a wretch like me. In Jesus' mighty name, it's Aisha from God FM. I hope you have a lovely day. God bless you.